0: Let's join Josh Altman and Kevin Klein. One of them rich, the other one infamous. And together, they're all dollars no
1: sense. Another exhilarating episode of All Dollars No Sense. Josh Altman right there, Kevin Klein right here. Of course, the episode's always available. The amount of things you've even said this in, in some ways you're giving a college course on how to succeed.
0: Arguably more than a college course. Yeah, and
1: we didn't go to a great college, so <laughs> I don't even know if that's a good sell. But, uh, so I'm one of the first people, I would imagine, which I, uh, and everyone listening to this right now, some of the first people to actually get the inside into what is happening here. They have not shot, I would imagine, you haven't done any filming in here yet. This has been like a pet project of yours. A lot of people wouldn't move into a brand new house, renovate a new house, and do the same thing with an office at the same time. So either you're very stupid or very smart. Which one is it?
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I like to take on a lot, which is a good thing and a bad thing for sure. My wife will tell you it's probably not a great thing. Uh, decided to, you know, redo a house, redo an office, redo uh, 12 other things. And have a baby. And have a baby. Yeah, the biggest thing, the baby. Right, right. Um, you know, the office, well, you are the first person to record in here. Wow. Um, and we built this office out for the Altman Brothers team. Not only, of course, for our real estate team of 20 people that we have, but also it doubles up as almost a set. I mean, my life has been so much recording and filming between this, between the YouTube, between Million Dollar Listing for the past decade, uh, between commercials and endorsements and this and that that we do that we're constantly on. And so that's actually how we built this office, because I know when you walked in, you kind of made a a funny remark just because you're a funny guy like, hey. Could this office be any bigger? Right,
1: it, it's got a wow factor, which is which I would have expected. But then again, at the same time, I even in my expectations of what you would have done in here, yeah, it it blew them away. I mean, it starts with obviously, and people at this point have probably seen on the socials the the uh, the mural. I mean, it goes on for pretty much an entire block of uh, you know some of the most valuable real estate in all of Beverly Hills. You, I remember when you and your brother were having a discussion. And this may have been when we were on our way to a I think this was months ago. Maybe even it, we were you guys were going through a bunch of different artists. Yeah. And you were deciding who did you think would not only represent you guys the brand but also be the right fit for where the office was going. Yeah,
0: and to explain to people what that is, we have a mural on the outside of our office on Robertson Boulevard which is obviously uh Uh, Prime real estate And instead of having An empty blank wall We wanted to do something Where we give back To the community That has been so great to us And bring some You know Color and excitement To Robertson Boulevard And that's what we did So we went out And we hired uh, Gregory Siff Who is a very well-known Street artist Probably one of the most Well-known on the planet Uh, You can Google his stuff You can check him out He's amazing And we had him do a mural On the side of our building uh, That actually came out 10 times better than I could have ever imagined we love it and not only is it a mural but it's actually more special than that it's kind of the story of uh, Matt and I's journey since we've been out in Los Angeles for the past you know 16 to 20 years and that that is the first part of what you see before you walk into this amazing office that we've now spent a year and a half Renovating. Future, I mean,
1: future civilizations, if they see this mural, they will think that they, they came across hieroglyphics of two realtors that <laughs> figured out a way to make a ton of money. Uh, but it is remarkable, and even as I was uh, pulling up today to check out this for the first time, waiting outside because the doors were very securely locked and I had to, uh, I had to try to convince multiple people that I was actually here to see you, that, um, that I saw multiple, you know other people outside taking pictures in front of the, the mural. So in another stroke of kind of branding, marketing genius you've got people now that are taking pictures in front of this mural, maybe because they think it's beautiful and it is, but also in some ways they're going to be subliminally advertising you guys and your brand to all of their followers.
0: And well, yeah, you just hit it, hit the nail on the head. I mean, look, we are, we're known for marketing and branding worldwide. I mean, that's what we do. Uh, uh a very important large part about real estate is marketing and branding and For us, you know, coming from that background, we say, well, where can we get people to start? How can we get people to start talking about the office whenever they take a selfie on a selfie wall like this? You got the Altman brothers behind it. It's going to get out there. It's going to be in the community. So that's why we did it. But the other thing we did it for was, look, we look at L.A. We feel that we change the landscape of L.A. because of what we do for a living. We change it one house at a time. I like to feel that we're partly responsible for beautifying Los Angeles and continuing to update it because, you know, every old house that gets knocked down, a beautiful new one gets built and we either sell the dirt or sell the la- sell the house or whatever. Sometimes both. Both. But at the same time, this is, you know, our way of coming in here and just bringing the Altman presence to the street and also just changing the landscape and constantly doing it because that's what we do.
1: Is there a concern on your part at all? Because, you know, you listen. Even before we did this episode, I saw you checking out um, requests that you had waiting for you on uh, Cameo, which is something we also discussed many episodes ago. You were off it, I tried to convince you to get on it, I told you all the other guys from Million Dollar Listing that are on it, I told you your, your buddy Mr. Wonderful's on it, and and so you finally decided to give it a shot. But now, because of that, you've got notoriety, and, uh, and even though people seem to like you now, it was not that long ago that you were the villain on the show. Uh, people get very—they have very intense opinions about their reality stars because they feel like they know you personally, right? You've been in their house now for a long time, and I see you do a great job of regramming, reposting fans as they're watching you in their house in their office, right? Um, when you decided you're going to put yourself on a on a busy street
0: in a in a with your name right above it, I look—I love my fans. I love them. You know, I always say to them that, you know, they might get nervous to take a picture. I'm like, hey, folks, I- I'm a real estate agent. <laughs> so very cool. You want to take a picture with me? I get just as much of a kick out of it than you guys do. Uh, so it's that that's the approach that I've always had uh, when it comes to that type of stuff. But it's nice to have an Altman Brothers home lit up 24-7, Robertson Boulevard, and it's nice to have my team all under one roof because we're a family. We're the Altman Brothers, and we're a family, all 20 of the people that work for us.
1: Wow, that's crazy that you've grown that much uh, because I remember when it was really you, your brother, and an intern, uh, which didn't seem like it was that long ago.
0: It wasn't. That's the craziest thing. Somebody said that to me the other day, and I might have met them that year, and it was filming. And one of the producers from back in the day on the show had texted me and said, I just wanted to say congrats. It's so crazy because it wasn't that long ago that you and Matt and were sitting in a corner of office uh, that was basically like the dungeon at your old company. Yeah. And you guys were just cold calling, trying to pick up deals, season one of us filming. And here you are now. It happened quick. But let me tell you something. <laughs> 24-7 for 10 years is not as quick as it might seem
1: right right and then they've said before one of one of these quotes which i'm sure you've seen before as well is if it takes you five years to do a job or it takes you five minutes to do a job but it took you 25 years to figure out how to do that job in five minutes that that's you're you're really paying for that i mean you know you can do something now in a a much shorter time because of all the the effort and time you put into it over the years but it's, it's truly amazing. You know, I think about when I went to Las Vegas, I went to the pawn shop where they shoot Pawn Stars.
0: Oh, right. That place kills it, doesn't it? And
1: it's, it's lying around the block. People just want to meet <laughs> oh, the guy. And, yeah. and like you said, you're just a guy who sells real estate. These guys are, I mean, you before that show, these are guys who just worked in a pawn shop. Yeah. Do like you think yeah. of anyone, anyone less interesting that you'd want to think of? I like and, those guys. And of course, everyone loves the guys, but it was remarkable you know, they were at a point where I don't even think they could really go to work to actually work unless they were filming. Right. right. Well,
0: you think about that also uh, other like Bravo celebrities. Right. So Vanderpump Rules. Right. right. I like that show. And uh, those are hostess and waiters and waitresses. And then they became they become famous. Do My question is, do they still go back and do they still waiter?
1: No course not.
0: You don't think so? I think they do. But, but I mean, look, there may be a contra and
1: once again, I, you would know this better than I, because you've said this before, and I've seen it now. This is the frustrating part about what I've seen, is that so much of what you do and what people see on the show um, is actually the reality. That's the frustrating part where, like, you'll be driving a, a, a Rolls Royce, and then it's not like you jump into a Kia after you're done shooting. That's your car, right? Like, that, that's the car you drive in. These other shows they may have in their contract. Sure, they have to go and lift plates and, and get into a fight about who's going to you know clean up. But the reality is now they've made a good amount of money. They're not doing that job for the for the money anymore. Right. Correct. But but once again, they only they're only interesting on the TV show while they're doing
0: the job that is the relatable job. I'm going to call Lisa Vanderpump. Fine.
1: Yeah, let's, you know these people. You could have answers quickly. Get them. I in could. There. You
0: know, I'm going to call some people.
1: We could do an episode. But once again, that's the mistake you know, it loses a little bit of the mystique, right? Or, or, or whatever the, the if, if all of a sudden you realize these people are not getting into fights about silly things like who's going to pick up an extra shift because they need $12. Right. Because the reality is that they're buying, and I've seen some of them are, some of them are, Quote, unquote, waiters and hostess on TV making minimum wage. But then the reality is they're buying, you know, three million dollars. Well, yeah. Houses right. They all Springs. just
0: bought a bunch of houses. Right. They yeah. all bought houses yeah. at the same time. I think in the <laughs> same neighborhood.
1: Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> so they must be setting up their next show. So I want to. So I, I want to talk about something that we spoke about briefly earlier. So now that we're in the new office, you know, somebody asked me the other day, how important as uh, a real estate agent is it for them to be in the office? Because you know, a, a lot of times a real estate office could be empty, and that just means that people are out showing houses, hopefully, right, and not not working. Uh, but I always felt that the importance in real estate of being of having a home base where you are constantly in and out of and exchanging ideas and properties and tips uh, with the other people in that company was one of the reasons that made me, you know, as successful as I am today. Because I used to. I used to get some of the best deals that I ever found from sitting in the common area of my old company and just, you know, shooting it with the other agents and talking like, hey, what are you doing? What'd you do this weekend? What'd you see? Any cool open houses today? You got any deals or this or that? So now that we have, uh, uh, you know, we're all under one roof, I actually think that that's going to catapult not only our business, but more importantly, the agents that worked for, for that work for me's business uh, now that they are all congregating together under one roof and, sh- and sharing tips. You know, what's so fascinating
1: is that you you said early on one of the nuggets you gave, and this may have been in one of the bonus episodes we did. This may have been in one of the old ones. I'm not sure. But you said having conversations with people, it's, it's one of the hardest things. If you're just used to kind of going through life, and most of us do it now, our faces in our phone. Right, we're kind of half-aware of what's going on around us, but we're very, we're we're much less uh, interactive than we used to be, especially with strangers. And you had said just starting conversations with people, not not only in, in your old office, but at a Starbucks, right, or or just uh, you know even yeah, I think about the we did the whole episode about the kid that started as your intern. He started a conversation with you in traffic by yelling into your car from his car. I mean, really, just engaging with other people you don't know what comes of it and you've oftentimes talked about this whole planting seeds and, and you don't know if that is going to turn into a tree 20 years from now or or but you got to plant a lot of them and it's so fascinating to see because obviously what you've been doing we talked about I don't remember I remember you only having a staff of one not too long ago I also remember you living across the street from a 711 not too long ago uh, <laughs> actually excuse me on the same street as the 711 I would park well, I would park at the 711 Get a Slurpee and then go to your house.
0: Well, look, it was Caddy corner. And that was not that long ago. It was not. And uh, let me tell you something. It's pretty, pretty, pretty convenient. Yeah, of course. To have a 7-Eleven across the street. I'm just saying. Right. Okay. Some people might not think that's great real estate. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Well, I always said 7-Eleven. Midnight light. comes around. You it, need anything? You walk across the street. I know. I know.
1: But I've always said that the 7-Eleven light is always like a, it's like bums to a moth flame. Like like <laughs> it's inevitably no matter where this no matter how nice the neighborhood there's 7-Eleven you're gonna get a bunch of bums just gather. around That was the light. Kevin, not I, that's, Josh. I, that's me, by the way. You could uh, go ahead and give me the quote on that. So here we are now in the office. As you were putting this thing together and you said you wanted to create a home base for your team, but also a place where you could do. You know, more shooting and more uh, and, and, you know, if you could knock off six of the things you have to do on your list. I mean, we were going over your schedule just for the next few days. It's intense. I was with your uh, your family uh, over the weekend. And you were? Yeah, yeah, you were there, too. Oh. And we were, and, and even if Tony, I said, are you going to be in town for a while? And you said, yeah, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And then, of course, your wife jumps in and goes, actually, you're going to here, here and here, you know, to the point where you, you're, you're so busy, right? You can't keep track of everything that you're doing. And also, because you travel to London or whatever, if you're doing a short trip to Arizona, San Francisco, La Jolla. Yeah, I don't know, even consider you know, those trips. You don't consider a trip yeah. anymore because you yeah. need a passport. If it doesn't involve passport, it <laughs> doesn't even consider it a trip. But y- your goal is now because you can be here, you, you found a property now that is, for people that are not familiar with Southern California, it's not a coincidence that you picked a corner on a street that is. You know, a block away from the Ivy, which is like a well-known, legendary. And when you think like L.A., what is a what is a L.A. institution, right? Yeah. it's that yeah. place. It's the celebrities search. and paparazzi, and, and every car at the valet is a Bentley or a Lamborghini, right? And then the idea that you're here. W- w- were you looking at other places? Was there talk about doing it, or was this kind of? Yeah,
0: you, you know, we we toyed with the idea of going to a bunch of different areas from Sunset Plaza on the Sunset Strip to, you know, prime Beverly Hills on, you know, Beverly Drive, basically, like Rodeo Drive, or this area, we felt, uh, you know, first, of course, the space has to work and the price has to work. But uh, after that, you know, the reason why we, we, we came to Robertson Boulevard was it was coming back in a big way. And we wanted to be part of that. And uh, the walkability factor is big. So in real estate, um, you measure a couple different things, but location is always the most important. The fact that we have people walking, uh, you know, up and down by this office all day long, and if all of a sudden they remember they want to buy or sell a house, and then they look left and they see our place, they walk in. You know, that's how our business also runs. So uh, it was really important walkability factor.
1: I remember you said, and I don't know if the math is right on this, but if the right person comes in, I mean, it could be one person a year. Walks through the door with a house or houses, or maybe they're just going through a bitter divorce and drove out to get a does all of a sudden see you and, go out and sell the one a year could cover this entire thing, which makes everything else potential profit, right?
0: Yeah, uh, that's what I love about real estate. One big deal can change your life, and that has always been the case. And that's you know I travel around speaking to. You know, all these other real estate agents around the world. And a lot of times you'll hear, you know, everybody's got that big deal that happened once or, or will have it at some point in their career. That's why I love it. Love the game. I mean, things can change for a new agent overnight. Yeah. In fact, one of my guys, new guy, he made like nothing in the first year, the first week in the second year. He knew someone who knew someone who bought something. He ended up making the biggest paycheck of his life times 10 Wow! because it was a $20 million sale. Wow. And so just like that, which happened to me too, you can go from you know renting a, a guest house or a couch in a fraternity right. like me to all of a sudden feeling like you have everything in the world and so the opportunity in this town is definitely here and it's just you got to go out and you got to get it and when it does happen you got to be ready to close which is what we prepare our people for
1: and it's funny because i, I don't know if i'm even supposed to say this so uh, if i if i afterwards i overspeak you just tell me to shut up but i remember you know also a couple of weeks ago we were chatting and you were saying that this year had started out not You were you were behind what your goals were. You were behind what your expectations were, and you may have even been behind where you had been in previous years. And then I think it was like one thing happened, just like you know you talk about. Oh, you think it's only going to be new people getting in, but you're a seasoned guy. You've been at it a while. One thing happened, and it, just like that, it changed your entire year. Now, uh, yeah, you the, got a good memory. That the positive. was yeah.
0: So that's that's what was happening. So every year, we of course sit down and go over our goals for the year. I think it's very important. I think you have to have something to uh, reach and and strive to get to. Uh, and we were off of our goal. We were not going to hit it. And uh, look, markets are good and bad. They change. You know, this year's market has not been unbelievable uh, in general. I mean, New York's slow, Miami's slow. Places are slow. L.A. is slowed down. So, and and that's a lot of what you'll also you know what we experience when we're filming Million Dollar Listing. You'll you we follow the markets. You'll see. And it we were behind, and then we had just like one of those epic months that we didn't do anything different. It just happens because you just work nonstop. Sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't. But one of those months changed our entire thing around. Not only did we catch up, but we got ahead. And, you know, look, you take the good with the bad. You learn being in this business this long that you're going to have bad months. You're going to have good months. you got to power through them and don't let them them mess you up in the head.
1: The interesting lesson from that, no matter what it is you do, because we know a lot of people listen to the show are in real estate or aspiring, but Tons of other people listen just because they like to hear some insight into what goes on in business and, and in life. But it's so easy to hear, like you said, oh, it's a bad, it's not a good time for real estate. Oh, it's down everywhere. And use that almost as an excuse to not perform or use that as an excuse to say, well, I'm just going to go ahead and throw in the towel on this year. But what it sounds like you've done, and this has kind of been, you know, multiple years now, of This is you stay the course. And as you said, there will be things outside of your control that happen. But if you stay the course, work your ass off, you know,
0: know what you're doing. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. When markets change like they are now, more people jump ship from their companies. We've gotten 10 times the amount of people asking to be part of our company now. Wow. Because the markets have shifted. And they think because of that, it's their... You know, they, everybody blames it on somebody else. So, oh, I'm not doing well this year. It must be the company. It's it's not. And, you know, sometimes you have good bad good years and bad years. But we're seeing a lot of people who want to join our company now because of that.
1: Speaking of which, Josh gave me a challenge. Uh, we, we like to occasionally give each other challenges. Coming up, you're going to get to hear what happens when Josh gets to go try to sell cars for an episode because he believes that he would do great at that. Um, I said to Josh because I think people look at the show – and they think, what does the realtor really do? The house is beautiful. The houses sell themselves. And I wanted to test that theory. So I don't have a real estate license. But I said to Josh, give me I a... I don't p- even think you have a driver's I, license. I, well, that's expired. But I have. I did pass the test years ago. But I said to Josh, give me something that you have that maybe you've been sitting on for a bit. And let me see what I can... I want to see if I could at least bring you interested people. You know? <laughs> so Josh gave me a house. And he sent me pictures of it. And I, in my mind, in my dumb, naive mind, I thought to myself, this is easy. The, Josh looks like he's living the life, selling the dream. But how hard is it? The house is really. So I, just so you know, you remember this, right? You, oh, you, oh, so, I,
0: I, I, I remember when you started all of a sudden asking me questions. And I'm thinking to myself, does Kevin think he's a real estate agent? Okay. This this SOB Thinks that he can do my gig right. without even trying. And that, and listen, when you said
1: you want to start doing the podcast together, I said, "Oh, this this sob thinks it's just easy. You sit and talk to a microphone, and people will <laughs> listen." And what I've learned is that uh, my job much easier than your job because I went through. So i I reached out to a lot of people, and and the response I got was. And this was, I think, a $7 million house, right? So definitely nothing near the high end of what it is you're working with. Uh, I would even argue closer to the low end, which is a a crazy thing to even say. And the response I got from people that I reached out to, even people that I know that are super successful and have money, they go, "For, for someone to just cough up $7 million for a house, they have to have, you know, three times that in the it's, it's you, you would think that
0: that's the way you sh- that's the way people should think.
1: Right. And I and I didn't re- And in my head. I go, I'm going to send this email out to five people. Maybe we'll be in a bidding war with four of them. <laughs> and I realized it's such a crazy thing because to even find someone that is in. The, I mean, you're, you're talking not only about the top one percent, you're talking about the top one percent of the top one percent. Uh, which is already such a small number, right? And so I'm reaching out to friends of mine that are professional poker players, and friends of mine that that uh, you know recently inherited money from a relative, and they're going like, "This is three times what I could spend on a house." Or, and, and I th- and I thought to myself, "That's really in so many ways what it is that you do is over the course of you know, in addition to knowing how what things are worth, et cetera, what you can turn a house into." It's like. What people want is your connections, right? They yeah. want your clients. They, they, they want the people that have bought and sold with you many times. And that's what you're – if you're not in that world, that's very difficult.
0: It's very difficult, but also people who are not looking into that world and they get an email from you for a $7 million house. A lot of people think you have to have $20 million in the bank to buy a $7 million house, which you don't you know, you need a uh, 25, you know, 30% down payment, right? right? So let's call it 2.1 million, 30% down. Okay. Then you got a $5 million loan. You get like a 10 year interest only loan on that. Uh, let's say 5,000 uh, for every million. So, you know, it's about, it's, it's a $25,000 a month payment with 2 million down. People don't realize that. They're, oh, where am I going to get $7 million from? Right. So, Listen, I know that's still an obscene amount of money and we're super jaded because we're here, but even on a $500,000 house... It's the same thing. You know, you're talking about 150,000 uh, down for the loan. And, 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 and you know, it's just uh, there are ways to look at it. But when I first got in the business, I felt the same way.
1: And then when the people would respond and they go, what, would the, what do you think the utilities would
0: be there a month? You know, because <laughs> it's a big house, right? I, I always say this. Listen, if they're asking about the utilities, they can't afford the house. Yeah, yeah, it's the a same good way when I went and I, I got my first Rolls Royce and I told, asked the salesperson, what's the miles per gallon on this? <laughs> and he looked at me and said, Josh. If you're asking that question, you got to get the hell out of this dealership yeah. because clearly you can't afford the car. And I said, you right. know what? I can't afford it. Right. Wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> Let's
1: do it. Let's make it happen. Uh, it's been an exciting episode. We love it when you uh, hang out with us. Uh, you've had a very exclusive inside look and listen into what is happening and all things. Uh, Josh Altman here in this episode of All Dollars, No Sense from the brand new office. Uh, if you're going to be in Southern California, I recommend stopping by just to check out the artwork outside if you had to put a value, could you put a value on the art outside? Uh, I mean, it, it, you got a really well-known Look, artist.
0: It's, it's got our faces on it. Oh, well, it's that, got, that's got a drop. It's got, value. like, something. It's got a picture of a of an envelope from the mailroom because that's where I started right. in the mailroom. So I, wh- how, what's the value? Priceless to us. Right. Useless to anybody All else right. in the world. Well,
1: yeah, once you put your faces on there. But, you know, we could replace. <laughs> you could throw on some other real Quick story.
0: Quick story. We hired a very well-named artist. A very well-known. We hired a very well-known artist um, to, uh, who, who actually does stencils. And he, the guy is blown up. He's very well-known. And he asked us, we, we ordered two pieces. He said, what do you want? And Matt decided he wanted a picture of a guy on the motorcycle, but he wanted to use his face on it. So he now has a giant piece of art in his house of him stenciled on a motorcycle. And not, only until, not until he got it, he realized, what did I just do? Now this piece is absolutely worthless because it has my face on it. I can never sell it nope. to anyone else. No. Yeah. So well, there you go. So that's why the murals uh, uh, it, only valuable. To it's us.
1: funny. Whenever uh, I meet famous people back in the day, before people would take selfies and they would ask for autographs, and they'd say, "What's your name?" And I would say, "Just make it out to eBay. I don't want to. Don't put my. Don't put my <laughs> name on. <it. laughs> don't put my name on it. I, I want to have a value there. Uh, Josh Alman, right there for all things Josh Alman, including. Uh, the YouTube episode where you can see us actually um, shooting some of uh, today's episode. Yes,
0: check out the YouTube episode, Josh Altman's YouTube. It's called the uh, the Altman Close. Check out. It's
1: been looking great lately, by the way. I know we've talked about it in the past, but you've uh, you've obviously updated the the look on that. It seems like you're going through. Um, some sort of it, like an, uh, an upgrade in in all aspects of your life right now, personal, professional. Uh, so check that out. That is reflective of what is happening here. Uh, and uh, find Josh, uh, you know, wherever you find Josh. I know he's going to be speaking a lot. We'll give some updated dates. Thanks for checking out this show. Uh, questions, I think the next episode we're going to do another Q and Altman. So if you've got questions, you can always hit us up. Uh, hit Josh up either directly on the Instagram. You can find us. There's a way to connect us through the uh, LiveX Live. Uh, app and we appreciate that we'll
0: go through instagram next episode we'll do that and we'll we'll answer questions uh, until and, then. And hate and, and hate, hate comments. Now. Oh, there's a
1: lot of hate <laughs> comments. Uh, we'll find out how much they bother Josh. We will uh, return again for another one. In, in uh, Until then, Josh right there, Kevin right here. Thanks for being with us.
0: Love you guys. Thanks for listening to All Dollars No Sense. Look for another new episode next week and for access to the entire show archive plus bonus members-only content and a bump up to Slacker Plus with no ads ever, click the upgrade button. Thanks again from Josh and Kevin and your friends at Slacker Radio.